Well, good morning. Uh, so about two or three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go back to Crown College, which is where I graduated. Uh, specifically, I went back to Temple Baptist Church. That's the local church that our Bible college is out of um, because Pastor Sexton believes that um, you are not just to learn in a classroom, but to learn uh, there at the church and to serve in the local church ministry. Um, and so I went to the Baptist Friends Conference. It was they actually combined it as the Baptist Friends Mission Conference. So there was missions emphasis and uh, the emphasis on the conference itself was prayer. And that seems simple enough. We all know to pray. But I think sometimes we've grown up in prayer so long that we either start to neglect it or start to forget how important it is that without God, we can do nothing. And just some of the topics that were hit on was to pray for the sick. And I mean, a reminder to pray for the sick is to pray for our pastor, um, to pray for the lost. And that's what we do all the time, but not uh, not just to pray for the lost here in the youth room, but to pray for the lost constantly in our lives daily. Uh, don't just pray for the lost at church. Pray for the lost in your homes. Pray for the lost when you're at work. Pray for the lost whenever you get a chance uh, to pray without ceasing, to pray uh, for your family. That's what the Lord worked on my heart about, to pray for your family, for your coworkers, for your friends. We all have people to pray for, uh, to pray for, uh, not so, not just to pray for something once, but to pray again. Um, in the Bible, there's the example of uh, the woman that kept kept coming to the judge and asking for his uh, decision and asking for his decision. And she pressed upon him and pressed upon him. And finally, he said, go your way. And he, he made his decision. And just the same, we need to keep pressing upon the Lord with our prayers and pressing upon the Lord with our prayers and um, waiting to get an answer. And that's not to say that if God gives you a no, that you reject that no. No, when God says no, you no means no. But sometimes it's not no, it's wait. And so we keep praying and expecting that God will hear and answer our prayers and to pray for the sick, to pray for the lost, and uh, to pray seriously, fervently, faithfully. Uh, and the conference just spoke to my heart about prayer and to take it more seriously. Uh, but today I want to preach from uh, Matthew chapter 5 in verse, verses 13 through 16. Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 through 16. Alright, and in my Bible, these words are written in red, so that means that we know that this is Jesus speaking. It says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
Let's pray. Dear Lord, we're thankful that we have your word today. Uh, Lord, we're just so very thankful that we can uh, open your word. Some religions, they don't allow the individual to open the word, but only the uh, preacher or the priest to open your word. But Lord, we're thankful that you have given us your word and that we can read from it, Lord, and that uh, you are the word of God. So when we open this word, we are uh, hearing you speak unto us, Lord, and help us to have our hearts and ears open to hear from you today. And Lord, I pray that you would help me to not say anything that you would have me not to say, Lord, but please speak through me and Lord, help this message to be used of you. We do give you the honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we see here that the Bible is talking about that Jesus is mentioning two things. He mentions salt and he mentions light. And Jesus uses these two things because these are simple terms for these people to understand. And I'm going to break down uh, verse by verse of who Jesus is talking to in this passage and what he is talking about. But Jesus speaks plainly because this lesson is not only for adults, but it is for uh, it is for children also. It's for everybody. Um, so we're going to see what this lesson is about, but realize that when Jesus is talking here, he's not just talking to the people that he's talking to, uh, there that are right near him, but he's talking to us today. So this message is for you. Uh, so let 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 that be in your heart and mind as you listen to this. So uh, we're going to start by breaking it down. Uh, it starts with, "Ye are the salt of the earth." So that's that's like Jesus talking, and he's saying, "Ye are the salt of the earth," and he's talking to his disciples. If you look. Uh, if you look up, up in the passage, uh, it says in verse 1, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, And then he gives the uh, Beatitudes, the blessed R's. Um, and so once he gets done with those blessed R's, and he says verse 12 rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven so for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you uh and then verse 13 starts you're the salt of the earth so he's still through all those verses he was talking to his disciples and that's what brother Alex has been talking about is discipleship and so what greater lesson to learn on discipleship than to learn from jesus and so he says, ye are the salt of the earth. So he was speaking to the disciples. Um, as Alex has been talking about, we are called to be disciples. And so if he's speaking to disciples and we're called to be disciples, then we know that he is speaking to us. And so that means that we are the salt of the earth. And we'll, we'll uh, go further into that of what that means. Uh, so we are the salt of the earth. All right. And it says, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Um, so I read uh, in an article that 
If salt is exposed to water or it's diluted, the sodium chloride, that's what makes salt salt, the sodium chloride can be dissolved and removed and the salt will lose its essence or saltiness. Uh, now, the color and all is still there. It still looks like salt, um, but it's no longer useful. And applying that into our lives, if we're the salt of the earth, but we let the things of this world come into our lives and uh, water down what we, uh, what we are within ourselves and let it wash away the things that we've learned, then we are still looking like salt on the outside, but on the inside, we're no longer truly that salt that God intends for us to be. And so it's important that you uh, that you put up a, a wall around about you, that you're not letting things come into your heart and to come into your mind and to let your eyes see things that are going to take away from that salt and to take away from the qualities that make up the salt, that make you a Christian. There are qualities that come with being a Christian, with being a Christ follower. Uh, God has called us to be separate from the world. He's called us to uh, take up our cross and to follow Him and to die of self. So there's going to be things that we have to put away and to follow God means that it's not going to be easy, but God has called us to follow him. And so there are certain qualities of salt that make salt what it is. And there are certain qualities that make a Christian uh, what we are as Christians. So we are the salt of the earth. Um, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? So uh, it is no longer useful, uh, watered-down Christian. But it is also important that we do not water down the gospel. So many preachers today are preaching for numbers. They're preaching for people to come into their churches and to come into their chairs and so that they can come and hear and they're preaching not from what the Lord would have them to preach. They are preaching to scratch itching ears. They're preaching what the congregation wants to hear. They're preaching um, prosperity. They're preaching good. They're preaching heaven, but they're not preaching hell. They're preaching prosperity, but not trials and tribulation. They're preaching whatever will get the people to come in. But they don't want they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But uh, the gospel is the gospel. It is true. Uh, God gave us the gospel, and He did does not intend for us, and did not intend for us to change what the gospel is. The death, burial, and resurrection. You cannot have the gospel without those three things, and it is important that we do not take away from the gospel. All right. Um, when salt loses its salt qualities and when the Christian loses their Christian qualities. I've already talked about that. So we go, we go down to the next part of the verse. It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. 
Our purpose in this life is to live for God. He created us to live for Him. If we are not living for God, then we are not fulfilling our God-given purpose. Um, he created us. He loves us. He loved us enough to send His Son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Um, and you think about uh, a potter. There's a song, the potter molds the clay. And I think we've, we may have heard it recently, or maybe I did. I'm not sure which. But God is the potter, and we are the clay, and He's molding us into who He would have us to be. And when, and I mean, it just doesn't make sense that the clay would not conform to the hand of the potter. We are His clay, and we are to conform to His hand into what He would have us to be. And so, um, and when that, when that clay is not working properly for the potter, he throws it out and he starts over again. Um, I pray that um, if we are not right with the Lord, if we are not conforming to the Lord, he would start over again with us and that we would uh, conform to him and that we would uh, let him mold us in the who he would have us to be. But don't rely on that. It is much easier. God God has a beautiful intention for us. And I mean, he could be so close to the finished product. I don't think we'll ever get to that finished product until we get to heaven. But you've got the finished product and then all of a sudden... He has to throw it out and start over again. And I mean, it just seems like a waste of time. But I'm thankful that the Lord does not give up on us. And I hope that you do not give up on God. Um, it is our purpose to live for God. Alright, so don't, don't neglect your purpose that God has given you. Alright, to be trodden underfoot of men. Verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. Alright, the world needs to see Christ in our lives. We have the light in us because we have accepted Him as our Lord and Savior. Alright, so then once we have that light, God has commanded us to make disciples. God wants us to be a light unto the world. This world is living in darkness. And this world needs that light. We have lights on in here. Um, and if we were to turn the lights off, it would be hard for me to see. I'm, I'm hard of seeing. Uh, um, but we need the light. This world needs the light. And so we need to be that light for them so that they can see Christ in us. They are in need of Christ. They need to see their need of Christ. And so, be that light for others. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. If we are truly living the Christian life, we're not going to be able to hide it from others. They're going to realize, hey, there's something different about this person. There's something different about this boy or something different about this girl. Um, they don't, 
laugh at the jokes that we laugh at. They don't watch the things that we watch. They don't go the places that we go. They don't hang around the people that we hang around with. There's something different about them. And through you doing what is right, just the basic thing of doing what is right and what the Lord has commanded in His Word, it might help someone to see that they don't have that life. And it's important that we are not trying to hide that light from others, that we are not trying to hide Christ from others. Um, even, even your worst enemy, Christ died for them. And even your worst enemy, you ought to share Christ with them. You should not withhold Christ from them. God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross because He does not want anyone to perish. And we need to have a heart for the lost, just as God has a heart for the lost. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. We sing the song as children, and then we deem the song as being a child's song. But these child, quote, children's songs are still applicable to our lives. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. As it comes from this passage, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Shine your light till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. So we don't have time to turn our lights off. Jesus is coming back, but we don't know when that day is coming. So we need to shine until that day. And so, uh, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. If you saw someone struggling to see, and you had the ability to turn the light on for them, uh, what kind of person, what kind of good person would you be uh, if you let them continue to struggle in darkness? Um, so, why would you not turn that light on for them? If you have Christ living in you, and you know that this person is not saved, you know that they are living in darkness, why would you then not share the light that you have unto them so that they might have the light within their lives? Um, I mean, nobody wants to live in darkness, or nobody should live in darkness. Uh, the sinful nature in us probably does uh, desire to remain in darkness. But thankfully for God's grace and mercy, He provided a way for us to not remain in darkness. And so just as we were brought out of darkness, we ought to help others uh, come out of darkness as well. And it is only through Christ that that can happen. Uh, it is not anything of ourselves that we can do other than to be a messenger and to be a disciple of the Lord and to help make disciples. And so uh, don't don't hide your light. Uh, don't withhold your light from others. Don't uh, neglect the helping of others. Uh, so neither do men put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. 
your light's going to shine a lot better on a candlestick than it will under a bushel. Uh, and so we need to put ourselves in situations that will keep our fire lit. Um, anytime I've, met, I've ever gone to camp, the Lord's spoken to me and then I come back from camp and about two or three weeks go and then it feels like that fire dies. Um, but that fire dies because I made a decision at camp, but I didn't stick to, uh, I didn't, I didn't take the proper, uh, steps to keep that fire lit. I thought, okay, I can, and I didn't say this, but this is basically what I was thinking because this is what happened is that, okay, I can rely on that fire from camp and it will sustain me but that fire from camp you have to keep adding wood to a fire you can't just let it go and expect it to keep going um, and so we need to put ourselves in situations that will keep our fire lit a sure way to keep your fire lit is to stay close to the source of the fire uh, which is Christ and so if we are staying in the word and that's been something that's been helpful to me since I went to that conference was that uh, I got back into God's word as I should have been uh, reading in the morning, reading in the evening. And uh, when the Bible says pray without ceasing, just on my drives, praying to the Lord, praying for safety, praying for pastor, uh, praying for my family, just praying for guidance and Lord, Lord, teach me to pray. And um and just getting my life back right. And the Lord desires for us to live for Him. And He He's there. He's there for us to uh, stay lit. He's there for us to stay on fire for Him. He doesn't want us to lose our fire. He doesn't want uh, this world to put our fire out. He wants us to stay on fire for Him. But we can only do so if we are near the source of the fire, the closer we are to Him, then the closer we will grow to Him and the more we will desire the things that He desires because we are uh, near the source of the fire. And so, uh, put yourselves in situations that will keep your fire lit. Alright, and it says, And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. We are called to be a light in the world, and that includes our home as well. Alright, you're not just a light here at church, and then you go home, and you turn that light off. You're not just a light at school, and then you come home, and you turn that light off. We are called to be a light in the world, which means we're called to be a light in our home as well. Um, I know uh, all of you come from Christian families, but... That does not change the fact that you can still be a light in your home. Uh, be respectful of your parents. Uh, be obedient to your parents. Be loving to your uh, siblings. Uh, whatever it is. Um, I know James doesn't have any siblings, but he can be loving to his parents as well. Um, we, we all have opportunities in our home to shine that light. And so we need to be reminded that our home is a part of the world. Alright. Uh, 
and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. This light that we have is a light that we take with us all the time. Wherever you go, take that light with you. Wherever you go, take Jesus with you that others may see the light also. Uh, hide this verse in your heart. Uh, hide this. Hide the scriptures in your heart because we need to have that with us so that when times come that we may be reminded of these things, that we may be reminded of God's uh, goodness unto us. Um, hide this verse in your heart so that you can be reminded during opportunities that God provides for you to be a light to someone. You might have an opportunity to be a light to someone at school. And you can remember this passage that ye are the salt of the earth, ye are the light of the world. And you can be reminded of that. Uh, so let your light so shine before men. Uh, let your light so shine before men at school. Let your light so shine before men at work. Let your light so shine before men at home. Let your light so shine before men at church. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Our actions should give glory to God. Um, that's, that's just the simple truth that uh, the way we live should give glory to God. He has created us and we ought to glorify Him. We are His creation. Uh, we should shine so bright for God that others would want to know God as well. Uh, they should see that light in us and they should say, I want that light. I want what he has. I want what she has. There's something different about them and I want that. And so we need to be different from the world. That's not to say you have to be weird, but different from the world, not of the world, not not in the world, but of the world. Alright. Uh, as we close, uh, I ask you uh, with prayerful hearts to look unto God and to ask Him to show you the areas in your life that are diminishing your full potential. Uh, are you losing your savor? Are you losing your saltiness? Are you losing your salt qualities, your Christian qualities? Where are the areas in your life that you need to work on so that you can not only look like salt, but that you can be salt? All right. Ask God to help you not to miss opportunities to be a light to someone. Don't just be content with being a light and then just staying and staying put in one place. Look for opportunities to be a light under this world. All right. Let us pray.